Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. ED. Oh. If I told you after that loss in rainy Chicago that after week five, the Niners would be in first place, what would you have said? Okay. Yeah? Yeah. I'm shocked. This is the Believe in the <laughs> podcast on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Uh, Niners, they're taking their NFC South road trip with a stop in West Virginia. We'll get into all that. Uh, picking up their first road win of the season against Carolina. We'll break that one down for you. We'll hand out our game balls. Uh, we also got our first quarter MVPs for you. I uh, don't want to hear that from myself and ED and ED. Um, he, he made a declaration and he's doubling down on it. Now he's, he's going to get a chance to talk about it here today uh, about something that he tweeted uh, earlier this week, earlier this week or last week, um, last, week. last week. Some people, some people ruffled a little couple feathers out there. People couldn't really understand it, but uh, we're going to, we're, we're going to get into that. And of course we'll look ahead to Atlanta at as well and get ED's keys as always want to continue to encourage you to download, subscribe, Rate and review are located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like or a follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead and hit that like or follow button. Uh, feel free to hit us up on social media. I'm at R Haylock. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at ED25. As always, we're brought to you by the fine folks at Bet Online. Football is back, of course, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. So we, uh, well, first of all, uh, we've been going audio only lately. Uh, I don't have a light, ED. So I'm, I'm sitting here in the dark. I think you probably can see like I can a see you, man. You see, like, I can a silhouette see you. of me, maybe? No, no, I can, I can see you. I'm sure you probably see Kobe here a little bit better. I see but, you in uh, all your radiant beauty, glowing <laughs> manner that you always seem to exude. Far, far, far too kind. Far. The light is on the way though, so I, I just got a, a message last night. Um, so you know, hopefully we'll get that back up and running. I digress. A uh, time for some game balls, Ed. Niners picking up their first roll win of the season at Carolina. If you're new to the show, after a Niners win, we hand out game balls. After a loss, it, it's what did we learn? Uh. Uh, this happened to be a win in Carolina against the Panthers, a team that you're supposed to beat, and they took care of their business out there in uh, Carolina. So, game balls. Uh, I'll, I'll tee it up for you. Who no, 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 no. I'm teeing this one up for you. Oh, I'm, for me? Okay. Well, this is this is. It's not yeah. as easy. It's not as easy as as I thought it would be. I, I was I was tempted to uh, to go Fred, but. Um, I just kept as I watched that game, Ed. I, I just kept hearing you in my head over and over. Fred hunts wisely. Fred hunts wisely. Fred hunts wisely. And uh-huh. he was out there doing his thing, uh, and I loved it. And I, we've seen that a lot from Fred. I mean, that's just, Fred does what Fred does, right? You, you you said that he is who he is. You you said that multiple times. Um, but anytime I get a chance to give Jeff Wilson Jr. a game ball, I'm gonna do it. And so uh, that 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 is my game ball. It goes to. Jeff Wilson Jr. He was out there. He set the tempo with the run game, set the tone, uh, but, um, had some big runs, um, even a career high run, a 41-yarder he was able to reel off. Uh, and so I, I think he really got the offense going. He really set the tone uh, by being able to carry the rock uh, in Carolina. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Jeff Wilson Jr. Jeff Wilson Jr. Okay. I'm a, I like Jeff Wilson. Okay. Okay. I, I like him. I like him. Well, you know what? Um. 
it's it's hard when you guys get discounted um, and punished for being who they are. And you're right. Like Fred, right? Yes. I expect him to do that. I yeah. expect him to play that way. I expect these things from him. And sometimes because of that, you're right. It's your game ball worthy, but you don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> there are some guys that have done some things like that, just like um, Ward. I, I mean, see, Ward is he's playing that way. And, and and so, you know, but I expected him to play that way. He's doing what he's doing. I'm going, I'm going 15. I'm going Jennings. Really? Yes, okay. I'm going Jennings because Jennings had some timely plays. He had some man plays. He had some muscle plays. He said he had the tight plays that I think they have to get back to having on offense to where they're playing with attitude, to where they're playing tough football. And, and he's a tough player. He, he has grown on me. He still does some dumb things that I think he needs to stop doing. Um, you know, he gets some penalties and he tries and, and you know, I, I like what he did with the ball in his hands. That's the time to be tough. They're not taking a cheap shot at a guy, not after the play, during the play, making the play. That's when you're tough. And he did that. And, and I, and I kind of think the offense needs more of that outside of Trent Williams, Debo. You need somebody else to start doing that. And 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 so that's that's where I, I'm going right now. I, I like I like the way he played this last game. And y'all can get mad at me all you want, but that's who my game ball is going. You know what? I'm not mad at that. And and you 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 said you talked about just some of those crucial plays, right? And going back to the last season, I mean he's been like a third down gym, right? I mean he's oh. he, he's been he's been beautiful in those situations. And uh, you know, we really started to see a see him start to come along towards the end of last season and that's carried over into this year and look you know we remember when he was drafted we had t martin on and he talked about him and he just raved about yeah. him you know yeah. and one of our favorite one of my favorite conversations we've had on this pod ever i mean getting to hear t martin talk about Jawan, and then you guys get to you know wax poetic about uh alabama um it was it, it mobile in, in particular it was uh it was fantastic and so um yeah, well, he, well, Jennings is turning in exactly what he said. He said Jennings was going to be a good. He's going to be a guy. Yeah, he was like, forget all the measurables and all of this thing. And he was like, the guy, he's a football player. Uh, he's going to play big when it matters. He, um, the moment won't be too big for him, and and he's a playmaker. And it was the forty time, right? I mean, a lot of people. Yeah, he didn't lie. Yeah, he lied. Yeah, they stopped uh, you know. at the forty time. So uh, Jimmy's put together a couple of good games in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, like to like what I what I saw from him, like what I saw from him from the Rams, but then also like you know he was able to, to double it yes. double back against Carolina. I think that's key. That's huge going forward. Um, you know I was I'm being critical here, and it, we talked about them being in first place, and I mean it's 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 interesting. I'm I'm shocked to be perfectly honest with you that they are in first place because I. Just the way this season has gone, and you talk about those two bad losses to Chicago and Denver, and and I didn't think the division would struggle this much. I, I thought Seattle may have their issues. Arizona always gets off to that hot start, right? And they kind of fizzle out towards the end. Uh, I knew the Rams would have some issues, but I didn't think those issues would be this bad. And so to see the Niners right now at the top of the division at three and two, everybody else is under 500. And right now you look at the NFC West, it's probably third of the four teams in the NFC, third of the four uh, divisions in the NFC. Um, so it, it is shocking, but look, I'm here for it, right? And, and yeah. I think if we continue to play that this type of football, I, I think it, it will prove, it'll be pay huge dividends. Um, honestly, well, let me, no, I don't know why people always say honestly, no lie to me. Um, after, <laughs> after, Jimmy came in. What did we say? Expectations should change. And what expectations did I say? should change. What did I say? I, at the time, at that time, didn't I say now they should be expecting to win the division? To win the division. It, and at first, I was like, I think they can make the playoffs and be ten and seven, but I don't think they can win the division. I still think this could, should be because I was like, the roster's too good. It should be a playoff team. Jimmy came back, and I was like, well, back. Why would I not? You've been winning the division with him. Why would I not expect you to win the division? Why would I not expect you to go have a deep playoff run and, and start thinking championship again? So that's why I'm saying I'm not surprised where they are. Um, they're going to win some ugly football games. See, see, the part that I have come to terms with that I think a lot of people haven't is that this is the way 
they win. It is not going to be the um, Allen throw the ball down the field for 98 yard touchdowns type wins. You're not going to get that a Kansas City um, Buffalo shootout where you got the ball flying. Up. That's not about to happen. That's not how this team is going to win. It's a defensive football team that needs the special teams and the offense to not screw it up, which means you're going to have games that are ugly and close, but then you'll have games like last week to where if the offense just takes advantage of the good field position and scoring opportunities when they get the ball inside the red zone, when you start getting inside the 30, think touchdown. If they score touchdowns as good as this defense is, it won't be close. That's how games will turn out. When the offense doesn't score, when they kick field goals, we'll see what we've seen some of the previous games. We'll see the dogfights. Because as long as you're kicking field goals, you're in a dogfight. But this team is going to keep the other opposing offense kicking field goals. So you, this is how they're going to win. And, and once everybody gets that out of their head, like this ain't the Steve Young-led offense. This is not the Joe Montana-led offense. It's not going to be that way. That's not even the philosophy of the head coach. That's not, that's not how he plays. And guys, say whether, say whatever, blah, blah, blah. Game one, you saw that. He was still running the ball and running his quarterback. He wasn't throwing the ball down the field and, and trying to hit the big hitters. That's not who he is. So I'm, I'm okay. This is what I expected. Um, you are correct in saying that the defense is, I mean, the um, division is not where I expected it to be um, right now at this time. But, I mean, we're just going into the second month of the season. Uh, but it's not where I thought it would, the division overall would be. But then again, I don't care. I remember NFC West back in the day, and it was us and all the other teams, the Rams and the Saints and Carolina and and um, who else? Um, who else was was that? It Atlanta. God, I hate Atlanta. Um, they and and guess what? They all sucked, and we didn't. We were winning ten plus games every year, and part of the reason they sucked is because we beat them twice a year. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I so this this is the Believe in Forty Nineers podcast on Believe. Um, yeah, it it was a good win. Don't get me wrong. Um, didn't really come away impressed. It was I think they they did what they were supposed to do, right? And, and exactly. I, and that's and and that's something that I can appreciate. You know, from this team, who's the, the but you are impressed. Then see see that's what I'm. I see that's impressive to me. Big. The, the thing that everyone loses sight of, it's like like uh, Pittsburgh last week. Man, do you know how hard it is to get beaten by 40 points in the NFL? Yeah, it's hard. Do you know how hard that is? Because everybody is a pro on the field. This isn't college. This isn't college. So when you go out and you do what the Niners did against Carolina, good, bad, or indifferent, you're playing against pros. And when you come in and you say they did, you know, that, that's what I expected them to do. It's what they should have done. Well, they did it. That's impressive. And just me again. I, y'all just I, I can hard, see, man. I can see, I can see, hater. I can see what you're saying. I can see what you're saying. Cause you know what? I, I had that same talk about, I went on TV and, and sort of said the same thing about USC. So I, I can kind of, I can kind of see where you're going there. It's hard to win a football game, man. Yeah, it's hard, yeah. It's, it's hard to and, win a game. On, on the road at that, too, right? Yes. Um, this win did not come without uh, some losses. Yeah, um, yeah. So, most notably, Robbie Gold. Uh, yeah, Bosa go down with a growing gold, a knee injury. Um, and then E-Man, they've announced yeah. he's going to be out for the year with an ACL. So, first for Gold and and Bosa, um, Kyle's not ruling out Bosa for this week. Yeah, hasn't ruled out Bosa or uh, Robbie Gold. Um, they did sign a, a, a kicker to the practice squad, though. However, so we'll see how how that works. As for Eman, tough loss. I mean, he had that pick six. He was he was really coming into his own. I felt like yeah, he, yeah, he, he was is. playing He's... some really good yeah. football this season. So you hate you know for that to happen. 
And so you look short term. I think long term, hopefully, long term and meaning for the duration of the season at a certain point, not past this season. I think long term, obviously, the the answer is Jason Verrett. Um, short term, doesn't look like Verrett's going to be ready to play this week. Obviously, yeah. um, they're going to be very, very. Kyle said it's going to be very cautious with him. They got to get him out on the practice field first, of course. Him coming off an ACL injury of his own last season, so you want to, you know, you want want him to take his time yeah. and get back and be healthy, get in the groove. Short term, who do you like out there on on the outside? Do you like Diamador? Do you like Ambry? You like somebody else? Um, uh, you know what? I'm gonna like the mix of whoever they put out there, and I think that's what it's gonna be. Um, uh, I don't know uh, because see, this is this is the thing that I told you about Ambry and um Lenore this offseason it told me a lot about them and where they are their development when you went out and you got Ward you knew you needed to get a, a, a better corner so that already told me because you had just drafted those guys they had been they were already in your system you spent time with them you see so now you know what you expect them to develop into and you went out and got yourself a starter so um, that's kind of where I am with that. It's like, we, you got to see, um, where, where that's going to fit and where the guys are going to play. I've seen Lenore make some plays. Um, I've seen the growing point pains. The only way you're going to get better is to play for he and Ambry. Um, but I don't know. Cause those are two names we keep throwing out and it may not be either one of those. It may names. not be either one of them. Yeah. yeah so that's the thing. I'm, I'm okay. You, you know, I've always been the one I don't really get into who should be playing and who shouldn't be playing. I just kind of evaluate who they put out there uh, because of what I just said that I don't spend time with them. The coaches spend time with them. They understand where a guy is with the playbook, with his understanding of the scheme, with his own personality, where, where he is as a man and and his readiness to be out there um because it's coming especially now think about it the corner opposite of ward is about to get some work a lot of work you're about to get some work a lot of work ward ward i mean seriously ward is even more work than e-man got yeah ward is ward is just because you didn't really want to go at e-man so see that I don't even think they were working one side or the other because you had two high end corners. Both yeah. of those guys were playing very well. Absolutely. So it's not like you were picking on anybody. It was like you pick your like, poison, kind of. You were just yeah. It was just like okay, we're gonna try to run this play against this defense, and it wasn't like okay, we're trying to run these plays against this player. I don't think that was the case because you knew both guys could make plays. Yet they are going to now say, let's try the other corner. Because just like I'm sitting here saying, there's a reason why these guys weren't on the team. There's a reason why you went out and got seven. So I got to see what the reason was. So they're going to try them. So you got to be prepared for that. Let me throw this at you. How much strain now does this put on the free when you consider Huff's running around, right? Mm -hmm. And he's doing his thing. Mm -hmm. And now you got somebody you got to account for over on that other side opposite Ward. Yeah. Now, if you're the free, and you correct me if I'm wrong here, but you got to kind of know what Huff's doing, and you kind of got to have an eye on this other guy too, whether that's the Amador, Ambry, or whoever. Am, am I looking too much into this, or or is this going to be a, a a point of a point of conflict perhaps throughout games? Okay, I'll answer your question. How much strain does it put on the free safety? None. Free safety got a job to do. Huff's got a job to do. You can't protect anyone on the football field. The strain become comes on to um, Ryan's. So how do you run your defense? Because because Huff has to do his job based on the defense that you call. And if that defense says that I'm expecting you to do a run blitz, I want you to take the B gap. And if nothing shows, pass shows, then cut underneath. That's what he's going to do. He can't. You can't tell. You can't tell Huff. I want you to blitz off the edge, but I also want you to be back just in case they throw the ball to that opposite corner. So Wait, he kind of freestyles, right? Or no, he's playing the defense. It's not okay. a question of freestyling. It's it's a question. It's a question of understanding the rule, understanding your assignment. Now your assignment. I can't like Tim McDonald. I should tell you about this all the time. We'd be we'd be playing, and we would be in a defense. Where it's just a it's a simple three deep defense, you know. I got I'm, me in the corners. We, you know, we and basically deep three deep. You're manning the guy within your third, but it's a basic three deep eight man front. And 
Tim would turn around and, and just tell me, E, I'm gone. Because he's looking at the formation. He's looking at the down and distance. And where if it was a pass, he it would be a situation where he's supposed to be a curl drop defender. It's a three deep four underneath. And he's supposed to be out underneath. He would just let me know I'm gone. So I know I'm just in straight man coverage now. With, you know, supposedly a free safety in a hole where Merton may be gone if Merton saw something. He was going to jump it. That's just kind of how we played. We would just talk to one another. But that's not that's not freelancing. It's understanding what's about to happen. And it and you can play something different as long as everybody knows who's affected that you're playing something different. So, well, yeah, I guess that's kind of my question. I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at. But that's what Huff is doing. But Huff is not going to do that. He's not going to freelance when he knows he's got deep middle because he understands the defense is that's not a defense in which you can do it. There are certain calls that you can freelance and do certain things. There are certain calls that you can't. And Huff is not doing that. Huff is not. It's not a situation where Huff, Huff is supposed to be in the deep quarter and he's tackling the guy two yards behind the line of scrimmage. You can't do that. So back to. Is it going to affect him? No, it's going to affect Ryan. You can't you can't protect the guy on the field. That's why they went out and got corners. Haven't you been hearing me say this for years? You got to get better at the corner position. You can't you can't protect the guy on the football field. If you have a deficiency out there, it is going to get attacked. So you have to change your defense. So what's going to happen is that your best player on defense, you're not going to be able to utilize him to be that guy and and take advantage of his ability if he's got a babysitter guy. Because you can always you know, cloud the corner and have a safety double him over the top and that type stuff. But now you're just, you're playing 10 on 11 because you're, you're not using that player. And this defense has been so great thus far because they have been able to utilize the ability that they haven't had at the safety position in a long, long time. It's been a long time. I like Jimmy Ward. I like some of the other guys that have come through at that at position. When Tart was back, they did some good things. There has not been a, there has not been a player at the safety position with the playmaking ability that this guy has since Merton Hanks. And when and that's why you tweeted share share your tweet with the folks. Some people got upset about it. Oh no, I just I just, I just said um I, I said it and then I actually retweeted my own tweet where I said Huff is the best player on the Niners defense. He's the best player on the Niners defense. And um and you may disagree, but oh, but yeah, Niner Niner Nation, they disagreed with me. They completely disagree. I mean, I I I was I was snooping in your in your comments and I know a lot of people thought that was a slight to Fred um, and I, and I can understand that, but at the same time, um, How, that's not a that's like the Fred. How is that a? Well, slight? I mean that, that that's what people that's what people were that's so what Fred people were and saying. Bosa and all of them. Yeah, but yeah, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Who's the best player on the offense? Who's the best player on offense? Debo. Disagree. The best. See, that's see, that's what that's where everybody's losing their mind. Oh wait, 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 no, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me, no, no, no. Let me stop you. Let me stop you. Because see, that's exactly what happens. That's everybody's immediate immediate reaction and that's why they lost their mind on this defense yeah. best player there's a difference between the best player and the most valuable player yeah the best player on the offense trent. is trent williams it's trent yeah it's trent. It, it ain't even close trent, He's the, yeah. trent williams is arguably the best player in the nfl yeah. he's the best player on the offense the most valuable player on the defense on the offense i mean is debo so that's why when i said that this guy is the best player. He's the best player. The reason I'm saying he's the best player is because not only does he allow a Fred and a, and a Bosa to do what they do, because everyone is like, well, you can't play defense. You, you, DB, DBs ain't no good if you don't have a pass rush. Well, guess what? If I can't make you come off your first read, there's not a pass rusher in the world that's going to get a sack. If I can't make the quarterback have to figure out what we're doing coverage wise, there's not a pass rusher in the world that's going to get a sack. Now, not only does this guy, um, not only is he making plays on the back end, getting his ball hands on the ball, he's making plays behind the line of scrimmage. Um, he's taking away something that hasn't been taken away from in years, the middle of the field 
when teams know that they can lose possessions when they throw the ball down the middle of the field. So he's taking, he's taking pages out of opposing offenses um, playbook and he's scoring points. <laughs> he's scoring points. Okay. He so he's points. not the most valuable player. We know that's Bosa. Bosa I, I, I said it before. I'll say it again. The only untouchable, I said this last year, I'll say it again. The only untouchable on this roster, the only guy that I am not trading, no matter what you offer me, is Bosa. Everybody else, Huff included, everybody. I can find something. Bosa Bosa is next level. Bosa is, if he continues to do what he's doing, Bosa is going to be in the, it's going to be like that Aaron Donald thing where it's like, where Aaron Donald, is he the best defensive player ever? You're gonna Bosa's gonna be in that conversation, not like just is he a really good lineman? It's gonna be like, was he one of the best defensive players ever? I ain't trading Bosa for nobody. But Huff, with that being said, Huff, what he does is so valuable. It's so valuable. He's so good at it that without him, this defense won't be as good. It will not be as good. They can play without they can play without Bosa. You go from really good. Bosa makes it greater than. That, that's just uh, he's just, he's a different player. Um, I don't think the secondary is going to be good without Huff. I, it will not be as good as it is. So we're talking about the corners and mixing that up and still doing all this stuff. Yes, that's a big deal. And I know you got to have good corners. If you got good corners, you can play with anybody. But I that but that's that's why I'm at everyone. Everyone gets most valuable. They get they get most valuable, uh, and I and like I'm just saying he's the best guy. He's the one player. He's he's the one player that I think if you take out of the mix, the unit is not even remotely the same. It's not remotely the same. the D, The D line is still good without both. The linebacking core is still good without Fred. I don't think the secondary is good without Huff. That's just my opinion. It, it, there could be some serious drop off there. My, my, my man wouldn't let me get a mulligan. I, I, I was speaking off. Of, mm-hmm. I gave mm-hmm. an, an instinctive answer there, but that's, say, saying Debo. That's I, and I just said Trent a couple weeks ago on the pod here, but first thought obviously was was. And see that, and that's, and see my that's, man wouldn't let me get a mulligan. What's up with that? Oh, that's that's Twitter. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what everyone does on Twitter. They all just get off into you. You see it. And then emotionally, it's like, no, that's crazy. This dude's way better. Um, um, okay, okay, what? I, it's it's like, what does he do? Yes, he gets these pressures. He does all of this stuff and everything. But if people don't see the back end of it. Like, well, you know what? That guy was able to take an extra two steps and get there because the quarterback had to come off of this read because this guy just flashed in the hole that he wanted to do because he's reading what's happening. Those things go hand in hand. You don't just become a, you know, it, it, they, they actually go hand in hand. You, you know, I, I told somebody the story about when, when I played with Kevin Green, he and I would have this bet where he would pay me when I got an interception, I would pay him when he, when he um, got a sack. Uh, but this is one of those things. Like, and I would tell him, I'm like, and, cause he, he came to me like, okay, we do this. Cause the way the defense was, we end up on the, on the strong side a lot of times and together. So I was like, okay. I said, but now, I'm not paying you if you got that sack because he couldn't throw to my guy. <laughs> and he was like, oh, man. And I was like, nope, nope, nope. And then I sat down. We sat and watched film. And I said, and we're going to go through it together. And I was like, I can physically show you. I can, I can visibly show you. Look, this guy wanted to throw to this guy. He couldn't throw to that to my guy. So when he came off, look how many more steps you take, and now you got that sack. They say the eye in the sky don't lie, right? So, hey, it, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's just that's just what I'm saying. Now, no one no one may agree, but I'm just telling you right now. Look, you're not but, gonna get you're not gonna get any any disagreement here for me with, with Huff. I mean, I, I watched him at SC, you know, so I was I was high on him when when the Niners drafted him. And, you know, I, I was the hope was like what we're seeing right now is the hope. Like, can can those ball skills, can those playmaking skills uh-huh. translate to this level 
and we're seeing it right now. So like this is well, this can is I tell what, you what I what I, I was I was hoping that he would be. Well, can I tell you, he's not even remotely as good as he gonna, he's he's gonna be. He's not. Yeah, and that's the scary thing. This dude's got like five, six games under his belt. So that's what that's why, and that's why I looked at. It, I was like, he's the best player on this defense because I'm 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 taking that into account too. I'm like, he hasn't even learned how to play this defensive back in the NFL, and he already gets it. His coach told us. He told us this kid. I sat him down. His understanding of um, the passing game, his understanding of offensive tendencies, his understanding of offensive schemes. It's their next level. And he said, it's just a question of him sitting down and learning it at the next level because he came in. And what does coach say? There wasn't a concept I could throw at him that he didn't immediately get and understand. Yeah. And we're already seeing that. So that's why I'm saying. This and that kid, was that was working under a first year DC, a, yeah. new, new, a new scheme. Yeah, this kid hasn't even, he hasn't even learned how to play pro football and he's making plays the way he's making them and understanding things the way he is. I, I'm it's, you know, it's that's, that's, that's all, that's all, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. When, it, when his, his, his secondary coach at USC, Craig Nivar, Craig Nivar, N-Y-V-A-R. If you want to hear what coach had to say about Huff when he first got drafted, oh. go back in the, in the archives. You can look that one up. We had him right here on the Believe in 49ers podcast here, here, here's my, we got, we talked about Huff a little bit. Here's my case for Ambry. Hadn't played that much this season, right? Yeah. Uh, we talked about him towards the end of last year, right? In postseason, actually, right? Like the strides we were able to see him make, right? He had that big, big. Uh, what was that? The, the 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 second regular season game against the Rams, right? He had that yeah. big, yeah, yeah. That big INT to kind of kind of seal the deal. Yeah. Uh, has been fantastic. Like we've seen him take a leap, right, from first year to second year, yep. and it seems like they kind of envisioned him as a slot guy anyway. And he's been fantastic. He's been a star in his role so far. Yeah. Uh, this season, um, you got E-Man out there doing his thing and you got Ward on the other side. Right. Not many reps for Ambry. Right. I mean, it, quite frankly. And so now with this opportunity, you know, can he continue that that upward trend that he had towards the end of last season? Um, that that's what I would like to see personally, as opposed to moving Diamador outside, and then you got to figure out because now now you got to replace two players, right? You move Diamador outside, now you got to find another nickel. Um, no, not necessarily. You, which it's just a situation of you moving them back inside. See, me, my thing is you always put your best players on the field. That it's that simple. You, you put your best players on the field, and you find places for, for your best players. So if if you're looking at a situation where I'm playing with two corners. Um, if I'm playing with two corners and, and, um, 38 is one of my better corners, he's the second best corner. I'm, I'm putting him out there. If we're going, if we got to go three corners, then I'm, I'm going to bring in that third corner. If that happens to be Ambry. Now the question is where do they play best at? So now I'm going to move the Amador back inside. Uh, and then, you know, Ambry. You'll have him play both throughout the course of the game. Yes, yes. Okay. I mean, he's already going to play both. I mean, it's, you know, that guys have done that forever. I did it. And, you know, that's that's no big deal. If you can play the slot, you can play in a slot. And then when there's when there are calls where you have to go into the slot it, it, in nickel situations, if that's your if that's your assignment, that's your assignment. You go in and you do it. Um, that's that's how I would play it. I'm I'm I would love to see Ambry come in he has the body he has um you know he's got the length and the speed and all the things that you would like to see in a corner uh, um outside i don't i i said it last year just watching his play i still need to see more of it i don't know if he likes to sting that's you know well enough to play the position i've seen him turn down i mean it's that's that's it I, and i and and if he's sitting right here next to me we can pull up some of those plays and I, and I would like for him to explain to me why you don't consider that turning it down. I've seen him turn down contact. You can't play. You can't play at, at, at the level necessary. If you're out there, you know, shooing the chickens, man, you, you can't just be trying to get them into the barn. You know, you got, you got to go in and initiate contact. You are a professional defender. It is your job. It's your job to run into another human being. You can't avoid it. 
Yeah. And, and, and you don't have to, and I understand you got to be a higher killer, but you can't avoid it. You got, you got to get him on the ground. That's all I care about. Just tackle him, get him on the ground. You ain't got to knock him out, you, but you can't turn it down. So again, there are reasons why this guy you drafted in what the third round, right? He, Something he, like that. He, yeah. Yeah. You're a third rounder. A third rounder is a guy that you're, you're planning on being a starter. So you draft this guy in the third round, you start developing him, but then you go out and you get another guy um, to replace him. Cause that's what they basically did. They were like, we got to get somebody to come and play this position because you already had him. And we were like, we don't think this guy can play the position. The other guy being Ward. Um, yeah, going, you went and got Ward. Yes. You went and got Ward because you were like, we need a corner. You had just drafted a corner. And you, and like you say, I, uh, I agree. I think they drafted the Amador to be the nickel guy. I think that was part of the whole Tart thing. That I think they, they knew, okay, this is where we expect him to be. They saw the development. He can play this position. They, they and K1 only had a year left and he was going to be out the door. Yeah. yeah. So they, so they, they, they were looking ahead. That's what GMs are supposed to do. And they did that. Um, like Huff with Tart. Yeah. Like Huff with Tart, like you just mentioned. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yes. So you, but you, you definitely drafted Ambry to be. Uh, one of your starting guys. You were expecting him to develop into one of your starting guys, uh, and that that so that's that's the only concern that I have. Um, it would be great if we can see it. It would be great moving forward because if you can get those guys playing on those rookie contracts, it helps in all sorts of ways. When you got those guys playing well, young guys playing well for you for a long time, because you think about it, if you think about it, if you have, uh, you got Eman Ward, Huff. Um, Thomas and Diamador in your secondary. I mean, those guys could be back there. You know how good they could get playing together for the next three, four years easily. Yeah, I mean, you might have something there, right? Yeah, you might have something there because you you would be able to afford to keep them all here for that long. I mean, you could have something there because it's, it's it's hard to keep a really good secondary together for a couple of years because of you know because of the pricing. But with you, if you get those young guys doing it, that could really happen. So um, I'm interested to see who they throw out there and then how they play. Because I'm with you. I've been looking at JV, and I don't think he's going to be ready for a while. He comes back healthy. They're going to be he, fine. He's the guy, yeah. And this, this is the other thing, too, though. I think, as I mentioned earlier, the way the Niners win is defense. And the special teams and offense not screwing it up. They've built this team around the defense. The strongest part of this defensive front, you build a linebacking core to support that. You build a secondary to support that. I actually think, and everyone's freaking out about the injuries, man, football players get hurt. Every team has guys, they have guys hurt. Every team has key guys hurt. That's football. Guys are going to get hurt. But you have to build your team to where those injuries are sustainable while they heal do you have guys that can come in and play and and i think they've done that so i'm not concerned about the secondary um like you said you don't want to lose key like you can't lose another guy like you lost E-Man. you don't want to lose guys for the year but a strain groin in a defensive lineman you should have guys that can come in until that groin heals whether it takes a week or two things like that that's that's what i expect at the linebacking core Hopefully you got that at the corner position. Um, you know, I I think I think with the addition of Huff, I mean, you look at the way Gibson and, and Huff have been playing. I think you got it at the safety position now. Yeah, and, that, and that's with Jimmy out, right? Like Jimmy's must be on his way back. Like, yes, like, yes. Know, so I'm so. saying so when Jimmy comes back, I think you, you're going to have that rotation at the safety position. That's what I'm saying. I think they knew. This the way for this team to win, and because this was going to be based off of a first-year starting quarterback. Yeah. It's like they built this team this offseason saying around, around for us team. to compete yeah. and let him grow, this is what we have to have. The smartest thing they did was keeping Jimmy around because fortunately, because you have him, that's how you win with him anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's, there we it's go. having it's having guys on that side of the ball and then quality depth. Right. Yes. And that's 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 exactly what they have. 
This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Feel free to get involved in the conversation on social media. I'm at our Haylock on Twitter. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at ED25. Uh, we're going to get to ED's keys coming up. Niners play uh, Sunday in Atlanta. But before that, ED, let's get to our MVPs, our first quarter MVPs. Uh, so you want to do offense, defense, or just one team MVP? How you want to do this? Um, we Not pre-production meeting, folks. We can do so offense, do defense. Off- offense, defense. All right, you want you want to go first, or you want me to go? Um, I can pick one. You can pick one. All right, go for it. So, so which one do you want to go, offense or defense? Let's go offense first. Offense, Jimmy Garoppolo, easy. Oh, well, we're on the same page there. Four touchdowns. Yeah, no yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo is he's the MVP so Not far. You, you look at what's happening. Save you, the season. Yeah, you look at what he's done. You you look at where where they would have been. Without him, you look at the fact that you tried to get rid of him. So the guy that you didn't even want around have come in and helped you win games um, and added some stability on offense where you greatly needed it. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't really know if you can place a value on that. They they would. What, they would what not- blows my mind is people are out here like screaming and clamoring for Brock Purdy. Yeah, that that makes no sense. But see, that's that's see, I I've gotten those tweets and I've had people say stuff like that, and it's like I don't even respond because I'm like, you can't even have an intel. I can't even have an intelligent football conversation with you. The guy, the guy was the absolute last pick in the draft, and but you think he's ready? You think he's ready? Not 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 no other team in the league, no other team in the league thought that he would be ready to play. Not even the 49ers. They would have drafted him sooner. I don't even know if it's so much about being ready. Like the, some of the tweets I've seen is, is let him play, like develop him. Oh yeah. Somebody, some, I saw somebody said that they said that he should play, let him play right now. Um, the tweet was kind of like, let him play right now so that he can develop. So, so that he can be a solid backup next year. And I was yeah. like, you're talking backup. Yeah. Like you really, you're really saying throw away this roster, this season, yeah. this team to develop we, for to let a to for a guy that you think is a career backup, yeah. like are you kidding me? That, that's what I'm saying. Some I, I I can't even have conversations with people that are going to do that. It's like it's like no, Jimmy is, is you can't do, you can't do that. And and this is the thing: if you put him out there, especially week when they were talking about doing week two, week three, week four, do you realize that you just quit? You told the whole team you quit on the season. The whole team. You told you told all of these guys that are expecting to win a championship that feel like they should be a championship team, that their mindset is all about winning. They are angry right now. I love it. You got some guys that are actually starting to say it out loud. Like they are angry that they're not there. It matters to them. They're trying to win this. And you're going to put a dude in that everybody knows ain't ready to play. You're, you started the year off with a guy that we're hoping is ready. But you're going to put in a guy that we, that you know can't play when you got the other guy sitting on the bench that we can win games with? You would have told the whole team you quit. And that, and that would have been a disaster. Not playing Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. That, that playing, at least the guys believe they can win with Jimmy. Uh, defensively, who you got? Defensive MVP. So we both agree. Offensive MVP, you go Jimmy, I go Jimmy. Who you got defensively? You want me to go? Yeah, you go. Uh, defensively... <laughs> I'm torn here. There's so many guys. I'm gonna go Mooney Ward though. I've been you you he's done what you expected. Yeah. I don't know that my expectations were as high. Um, but he's been I've been impressed by his length, his you know, I mean I, his ball skills, um just just the overall package has been impressive um to me. And and I think that combination of him and E Man were was just terrific. But um, I think Mooney Ward has been like he looks like he so far he's played like a top notch, top shelf number one quarter. Yeah. yeah. Um, a shutdown guy. Yeah. Um, and so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with him. It, okay. It, it pains me because Huff's been doing his thing and the whole SC thing. Okay. But I'm gonna go Mooney Ward. Oh, it doesn't pain me what you picking that one. I can say what's gonna pain the Niners is John Lynch's comment. John Lynch, don't get upset. Don't get upset when Mooney asks for more money. Don't get upset. You when you 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 heard him say, "Hey, you're worth every bit of that money." 
Did you see that comment? You, you, I, see yeah, that I work, work. you don't put those things on camera. Don't get mad. I'm telling you, don't get mad when he asks for more money because it's coming. It is coming. Not this season, not next season. But by, by when we get to the end of that one, if you be playing this way again, you're going to have to up the ante. And, or, or don't let somebody go out and get a big deal yeah. this, this offseason. Yeah. It may be next year. Because you already said, like, you're worth the money. And in his mind, he's like, I'm grossly underpaid. Right. That's that's how it's going to be. Okay, but now, um, MVP, defensive MVP. Um, I kind of – we were talking about this earlier about Fred when we were saying you guys sometimes get penalized for being who they are and doing what's expected of them. Um, Huff, I told you, I, I think just what he's doing – I, I, I told you, I, I think it's just the best player on the team because he can, he has the opportunity to score more points. Um, and he's just making, he's making those most valuable type plays. You got some guys, Mooney has come in and I think that his plays out on the edge have been tremendous, but this defense has, it, it instills a certain amount of fear in opposing coordinators. Players will never say it puts fear in them, but the, I'm, I'm going to go to the coaches in the box because they don't get to play against these guys. It, it does. It's an intimidating defense. You know it's a relentless defense. When they smell blood in the water, uh, they're going to eat. Dude, that right there is it's Bosa. It's led by Bosa. Bosa goes into the game. And people like, he, ah, I got this, and it can't be all of that. And then he's like, no, I actually am that dude. It's, it's you know, it, he's that dude. And that right there messes up teams. That Him showing up, being who he is, every single snap, every single series, every single game – um is valuable that is valuable because it sets the tone it sets the pace the teams know that any single play i can lose my quarterback every single every single play he is hunting and because of that that's why i say he's the mvp i'm not going to i'm not going to discount i'm i'm not going to penalize him for being good because we expect him to be good. I mean, <laughs> he's right being, now, he's yeah. being great. And, and the thing about it, we still discount it and we penalize him because we expect him to be expect great. It. Yeah. That's how I, great he has been. And that's how great he is. He does. He never disappoints. I mean, look, he, he's tied for the league leading the sacks. Um, Fred every week is there. Mooney's doing his thing. Huff, <laughs> Huff's even scored some points. Um, honestly, like, I don't, I don't know that there is a wrong answer to this. Like, cause I can make an argument for either one of those guys. Absolutely. Right? We can, we can make an argument for any, any guy out there. Um, I give the, like, I give the edge best player to, um, I give the best, uh, best player edge to Huff because Huff has scored, scored points. He has the opportunity to score points. He will score more points. He will create more points than Bosa. That that's, that's why I give him the edge on best player because that matters. Scoring points, I mean, that's, um, you know, from a defensive standpoint. From a defensive standpoint, standpoint, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. That, that matters. Um, but, I mean, as just far as identity of a unit, I you know, Fred hunts wisely, all these things. But I'm saying, man, them big boys up front, when, when you got an earth mover, that that hunts like a great white, bro. <laughs> teams, te- teams. Get the Jaws music. It's like when LT was out there. It's like when we had Haley. When I had Tim Harris at his best. You know, when I had Tim Harris and Ricky Jackson coming off the edge. I mean, I remember one year in Carolina. I had um, Kevin Green and um, God. Why can't I think of his name right now? It, that's the hits in the head. I can't think of his name. Lamar Lathan. Dude, I, I had 17 sacks on one side and 17 and a half on the other. Mm. You think you think quarterbacks weren't worried? 
That, that was and the reason scary. they were worried. That. That was the scary. reason they they weren't afraid, but they they had this concern because they all week long they were listening to their coordinators say, "We got to get this ball out. We got to get this ball out." So come game time, they're thinking, "We got to get this ball out." Ball out. Yeah. And that's how they are against this dude. That's that's what Bosa does. So I mean, he's. I mean, you you see him walk out the tunnel. You see him get off the bus. Everyone's like, oh, hell. <laughs> oh, hell. Then, then, you, then, you know, and then the rest of them start like, oh, they can't all be like that. And then, like you just said, then you see Fred Warner. And you see Greenlaw. You know what I'm saying? You see Jackson. You see Huff. You see Mooney. You know, you're like, God damn, we got to deal with this today. <laughs> and it's like, yes. And and it's and it's the Jordan thing. It's the Kobe thing. When you got a Bosa setting the tone like that every time, you can't come down. You can't come down. That's how I was with Ronnie Lott, which is another thing too. I know people say I'm biased because because I, when I said I'm a defensive back and I say Huff's better, it's like no, I understand there are certain voices that you hear. And, and on on the defense and how it elevates other guys because because safeties they talk you hear their voice in the huddle all the time you hear their voice making calls you you see them doing they're exposed in the plays that they make their their big plays their mistakes they're all exposed so when the guy is doing that it, it kind of elevates the status as well when you're playing in that exposed position and pass rusher is kind of like that but not to the same extent, but you know that, but when you get a guy and I'm saying like with Ronnie, Ronnie, you, you never felt like you were playing hard enough. I, I know I can personally say coming, I never ever was going to turn down a hit. I was never not going to run hard. I was never, because I would watch this guy play and you, you, you felt like everything that he possibly had, he was giving. So you, you didn't have no choice. You had no choice. You had to play at that level. You had to play at that speed. You had to play at that pace. You had to bring, you know, I'm, I was 175 pounds and I was trying to just knock people out. I'm running into, you know, the bus and and I remember big Jumbo Elliott coming around the corner. This big 6'8 lineman, I hit him in his face like, you know, like, I don't know what. The next time I try to take his thighs out and, and yes, it hurt. But that's what my boys would have done. And that's Bosa. That's why he's my MVP. Yeah, I mean, no, no argument here. And, and, and like I said, there's, there's, there's really no wrong answer uh, to this one. It's the day before the day before. I yep. believe in 49ers pod. Niners uh, in West Virginia currently. Don't know what Kyle's fascination is with West Virginia. Anyway, I, I don't know what anyone's fascination is with West Virginia. Yeah, that, that's, that's an odd one. But as they've done in the past, you know, back-to-back role games in the Eastern time zone, uh, Niners spend the week in West Virginia, so that's what they're doing right now. They played in Carolina last week. This week, they're in Atlanta to take on the Fal- a very tough Falcons team, by the way. I think they you know came, what, they came up short against the, the tough call when against them no. against the the um the the Bucks last week. They played the Rams. Horrible call. That's not even a tough call. That was a horrible call. Extreme. Uh, they they played the Rams tough. Um, nearly got oh. out of there with the win. Uh, at SoFi Stadium, and so. They've been kind of playing just well enough to lose, right? So to speak, right? But I mean, <laughs> it's a team you got to watch out for. That's right? what bad teams do. What I tell you, but they got a, a quarterback who can use his legs, though, and Marcus Mariota. Um, so let's get to your keys, Ed. What do you, what do you got this week? Uh, it, this is the same as last week. Uh, it's not going to change. It's this is the team. Um, it's about the defense. Don't know if you're going to have Bosa out there or not. Uh, well, you don't know exactly what the cornerback position is going to look like. So how how is D'Amico Ryan going to utilize his secondary against this team? Because you know they're going to be tested since you lost one of your top-end guys. Um, I don't think Bosa being out, or he, there's a chance he may play. I don't think that's going to affect the front as much uh, because they are so good and that rotation is so good up there. But this is, a, once again, this is about the defense playing at the level it's been playing at. I fully expect that. We've seen enough of this defense. This is who they are. Everyone's saying they haven't played anyone. They haven't done anything. Last I checked, they've played five professional football teams. They've played against five 
um, teams that are filled with highly paid guys who make tens of millions of dollars to perform offensively, and they've been kicking their asses. That's what these dudes are going to do. They're going to kick asses all week long. Offense, just like last week, when you get the opportunity, score touchdowns. When you get the, you're going to have a couple of good drives against a defense that is not necessarily stout. And when you get an opportunity to get the ball into the end zone, score touchdowns. Don't make it a field goal game. Don't give them life by kicking field goals and keeping it into a dog, a dog house, a dog fight. And the special teams just don't screw it up. I'm not expecting you to score touchdowns. I'm not expecting you to, you, you know, you, you got a kicker hurt right now um, who was out there trying to be a football player instead of just kicking the ball and getting out of the way, um, trying to run into people. That's what happens. And I always told you football players get hurt. You want to go <laughs> play football? That's what happens. Football hurts, man. It hurts. Everyone thinks they can, you know, you know ask that dude who got hit by Bobby Wagner last week. You, everyone, it, it hurts. It, it really, truly hurts to be out there on that football field. Even guys who wear uniforms, if they're not accustomed to that sting, it hurts. <laughs> oh, you talking about you talking about the fan? <laughs> well, I'm talking about the fan. I'm talking about the fan. First, I'm talking about the kicker. But then I was, I went to the fan. I like asked him, ask him what that felt like when he woke up the next day. Like, you know, jump out there with his smoke. Baby. It felt like he wanted to press charges. That's what it felt like, right? <laughs> Right? Because because he felt like he had been in a hit and run. That's why he wanted to press charges. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but so special teams, just because when you're, you're on the road, when you go on the road, you got to pack your defense and your teams. This is about the defense, special teams, not giving up any points. Do never give up points. Offensively, take advantage of the good field position that you're going to get with this defense and these special team units. Take advantage of that, score touchdowns, and you can get out of there with the win. And that's all that matters. It'll be the Niners and the Falcons, 10 a.m. local time, kickoff here on the West Coast on Fox. That'll be Sunday, 10 a.m. kickoff. Um, look, I, I, I agree with, with, with all that you said. A couple of things that just stick out to me, though, is Jim, Jimmy in the wins. No interceptions, and, and and that's been key. Um, and also, like, you overlook the Broncos, you overlook the Bears. See, I don't think they overlooked either one of those teams. They just played poorly. Okay. I don't think they overlooked them. Uh, uh, offensively, offensively, they played like trash. Okay. Both games. Well, so you, I think play, you, play, you played you poorly. You, yeah. you played poorly in those games, right? They had a better game plan last week. Kyle had a much better game plan. Yeah, I, um, you you can't afford. You know, the last thing you want right now is is another bad loss, right? Um, and so you, especially with the Chiefs coming up the following week, so take care of your business, just like you did in Carolina. Do what you're supposed to do, right? It ain't got to be pretty. I don't I don't have to be impressed. Just do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> just that, that's it. Just win. But remember, remember. See, the, the impression, being impressed, the, the impression is based on the expectation of this team looking like it looked in glory years past. That's not what this team is. We've said it, and we're just, you got to remember it. We said it. We saw how they built the team, but you have to remember it on Sunday that this is a defensive football game, football team. They are not going to win pretty football games. It's going to – even – Looking at the score last week, you would think, okay, that was a dominating game. They did all this. they did dominate the game. wasn't pretty. wasn't pretty. Yeah, I, we've kind of been saying that for the last. I mean, since we've been on this pod, right? It's I mean, about defense. It's yeah. about defense, and they're going to play. That that's why my game ball went to Jennings because I'm saying you got to. They got to dial up the ugly on offense. You got you gave it to a running back. I gave it to a wide receiver for playing tough. They got to start. They got to beat guys up they got to get tough they you know Debo Debo's gonna be Debo the other guys got to play that way that's when this team is at its best and that's what they have to do and now that mindset that physicality of course is it's it's built around and based around that defense because yeah, it, it, it'd be good. good yeah it'd be good to see them get Kittle involved early like like Kyle did last week too I think that was I think that was huge for Kittle but also for the rest of the offense as well I think they kind of feed it off that. 
Uh, he is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Feel free to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If, uh, if there's a like or follow button, go ahead and hit that like or follow button. Hit us up on social media. I'm at our Haylock on Twitter. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at ED25. So for my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. We'll see y'all next week peace without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done.